Hello, this is Pastor Trent. I want to welcome you to the Mountain Home Church, the Nazarene Sermon Podcast. We are thrilled that you are tuning in to hear sermons from our ministries here at our church. It is our hope that the Spirit of Christ would be present with you as you listen today. I do want to take just a moment to invite you to reach out and connect with us. On our website, we have a way for you to do just that. You can visit www.mhnazarene.org slash connect and fill out a very brief form. There's a spot to leave contact info, ask questions, and even to request prayer. Also, be sure to indicate that you listen to us through our SoundCloud podcast to let us know where you're listening. May the Lord be with you this day. Grace and peace to you. Happy Pentecost Sunday to you. Uh, often termed the, the birth of the church. Maybe we should say happy birthday church. I don't know. Um, I, I saw one uh, post online. If this, is the, if this is the church's birthday, there should be cake. So I didn't bring a cake, but I thought it was funny. So um, sorry to, maybe some of you got really excited there. So I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, but this is a significant moment in the life of the church. For the, for the followers of the way, the people who had been following Jesus, this was the moment that, that propelled them forward, that launched them forward, that, that commissioned the work that they were about to do. Um, and even today. Today we worship in the, in the full awareness that um, because of what happened so many years ago and so many thousands of miles away, we live today in the presence of God's Spirit. Amen? And that makes a difference. It makes a difference as we gather. It makes a difference in our lives. Um, and we're grateful. We're grateful for this reality. Um, on this Pentecost Sunday, as we, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit, I wanted to do something just a little bit different. So uh, instead of me just up here um, talking about, about that scripture passage or a scripture passage related to the coming of the Holy Spirit, um, I thought it would be powerful to hear about the Spirit's working in someone's life today. Um, and so at this time, I'm going to invite a friend of mine, Doug, to come on forward, um, and he's going to share. Uh, I had heard that Doug was kind of sharing his testimony uh, of how God had been very close to him over the course of his journey. Um, and I was like, well, if he's sharing with other people, he ought to share with us, <laughs> right? Um, and so Doug was on a prayer list of ours for quite some time, um, if you'll remember. Um, and uh, we just we just prayed for you a lot, um, and as yeah, as we uh, have gotten to know each other a little bit over the course of these past few months, um, yeah, it's just a privilege to invite you to come and to and to share and to speak. Um, not exactly sure how this is all going to work. I was going to bring you a music stand. Do you think that would be helpful to put your notes on? Oh, I can hang on. You can hang on to them. Yes. All right, I'm gonna sneak a peek at my sound guy and ask if I've got this close enough after I stop fighting with it. So, all right. Tyler, do you think that's all right? Yep. All right. Yep. I'm all right. Good. Well, I'm just going to hand it over to you. I've okay. been praying for you this, this past week as you uh, have prepared to come and share with us. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate the time that I've been given here. Uh, I have a 
Trent told me I got about 15 minutes, and that's, I'll try to get it all in. Uh, I have been on quite a journey, so I'm going to just read what, what has happened to me. For those of you who don't know what happened to me, and uh, there was no tragic crash or accident or anything, uh, so if we'll get started here. I have been on quite a journey, and and it is kind of an emotional one too. <laughs> so, my name is Doug Cameron. Prior to April fifth, twenty twenty one. I was a very healthy, physically active 24-year-old when I received the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine at my workplace. The day after the vaccine, on April 6th, I started experiencing side effects I believe were related to the shot. I suffered bladder, loss of bladder, ED, my legs felt funny. I had a cinching sensation in my hips. Felt like uh, the closest thing I can put it to is like if you had a ratchet strap around your hips and you're just getting tighter and tighter as you walk. That's, that's kind of what it felt like. Uh, over the next few days, my symptoms worsened and became alarming. So I went to the ER and explained I'd gotten a shot and what had happened. They tested me for COVID and I tested positive. Blood work and an MRI was done and I was sent home. Told if things got worse, give us a call. Three days after that, I told my wife I felt like I just drank poison. My whole body felt different. I'd been moving sprinkler pipe, laying out the pipe, getting ready to start irrigating. I went to bed about 10 o'clock that night, and I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, paralyzed, just as I am now. From the diaphragm down, I feel nothing. I was transported to the hospital and admitted into the COVID unit. It took several days for them to figure out what was happening. The doctors were uncertain on how to treat me. They'd never treated anyone with these problems before. And they could not decide on a diagnosis. Eventually, they found out that I had a blood clot in my leg. My entire spinal cord had swollen and hemorrhaged. I aspirated on water. They were shuffling me around and they took the straw out of the cup and they were had me kind of standing up I couldn't stand they propped me up and tried to give me a drink of water and doing all other kinds of things and I started to choke on the water they gave me so they stuck me on a ventilator when you lose your diaphragm you can't cough like normal people you have no, you cough from the inside up, so it's hard. Uh, I was in ICU for two weeks, and in those two weeks, I will elaborate a little bit on me and God. 
in ICU got pretty, pretty close, I'll tell you. My wife was panicked for my condition, and my life as I knew it was gone. All totaled, I spent 105 days in St. Luke's Hospital, St. Al's Rehab, and the University of Utah, Craig Nielsen's Rehab Hospital. I have had multiple MRIs. I've been in the MRI tube for over five hours. CAT scans, EKGs, X-rays, spinal angiograms, spinal taps, autoimmune blood tests, multiple muscle biopsies, for everything to come back negative. In an attempt to try to pin my paralysis on my body and not the vaccine. Today I'm, well, today I am employed. <laughs> uh, but at that time I was an unemployed paraplegic who was learning a whole new lifestyle. And the only thing I did between full health and my current condition was take a shot. I am real, my symptoms are real, my life has forever changed, and that is real. When I was 15 years old, I started working. Tom and Joy, they know, I was working for them for a while. I wasn't really working for them, I was helping them, and they were helping me just as much, you know. It was quite a, quite a deal, and it's a small world for me to come here. And my mother was babysitting their kids while they went to church. That's how. And then I found out that they had a ranch, and I just couldn't. I thought, boy, I'm going to stay up. I can't wait to meet these guys. I want to go to work for them, and I did. Uh, for 50 years, I worked hard every day helping my employers achieve their dreams. All the while, working towards my dream of owning 40 acres, 40 cows, and a part-time job at 65. I almost made it. So, with that, I want to tell you... This is, uh, things do happen, and you wonder if God is, is around your everyday life. And for me, my everyday life was, I'd just walk along, and I would see things, and I would, you know, I'd look up, and I'd say, thank you, God, for this or that. I, I didn't go to church. I wasn't uh, anti-church. I just seemed I was working all the time. But... Uh, I did have respect for God and, and what he's done and doing. And I was never afraid of dying. I've never been afraid of dying. Uh, because heaven to me, my, my idea of heaven is nothing to be afraid of. i got a lot of friends up there that are, I think are waiting for me, you know. And uh, the way I pictured it in my younger years, 
was uh, if you could picture like a ridge, a mountain ridge, and my friends were sitting on a horse waiting for me. That's, that's my thought. That's, I'm not afraid. They're, they're up there. They're watching me. They're taking care of me. And if something, if I dodged a bullet or something like that, I'd look up and wherever and say thanks for watching over me. I got a lot of angels, I guess, watching over me. And you take a look at me today. I never, I was never panicked. When I woke up and I couldn't walk, I don't know something happened to me. This, I wrote here today, this my sister-in-law, Patty Sue, uh, my brother's wife, and she gave me a, a devotional. I'd never had one. And uh, on April 15th, the day they picked me up, this, this is what it said. So if you, you're wondering if anybody's watching, somebody's watching. Somebody's watching, I'll tell you. So let me read this to you real quick. And uh, it says, trust me. Now you've got to remember, <laughs> I woke up. I had a... I, w I was running around. I was physically active. I, there was nothing wrong with me. I was on no medication, not for uh, high blood pressure or anything. I had a, a uh, high-stress job that I just, I needed it. It was, it was like food to me. I was good with it. This says, on April 15th, 2021, this was... Trust me, and don't be afraid. Many things feel out of control. Yeah, they did. Your routines are not running smoothly. No, they weren't. You tend to feel more secure when your life is predictable. Don't we all? Let me lead you to the rock that is higher than you and your circumstances. Take refuge in the shelter of my wings where you are absolutely secure. When you are shaken out of your comfortable routines, grip my hand tightly and look for growth opportunities. Instead of bemoaning the loss of your comfort, accept the challenge of something new. I lead you on from glory to glory, making you fit for my kingdom. Say yes to the ways I work in your life. Trust me and don't be afraid. That was, that was the day that that happened to me. Now, <laughs> that ain't a coincidence, you know. That's not a coincidence. Now, that, that come from Isaiah 12. Psalm 61-2-4, Corinthians 3.18. So, that being said, I have, uh, 
my journey that I've taken is uh, remarkable. I, I fear nothing anymore. I don't fear dying. I don't fear anything. I am in no physical pain. I've never been in any physical pain. I'm not in uh, any mental pain either, you know. Uh, I've accepted everything, and it seems that now I was working every day, and I, I like to work, and now I'm just working in different ways of uh, trying to help people. Now, my brother uh, called me the other day, and he asked me uh, if they could uh, use the bus that I had, and uh, I said, yeah, you can use the bus, you know. And uh, so I told him, I said, you know, Bruce, I said, all I ever do anymore, I said, seems like that, uh, that all I do is live to help people in one way or another. And I said, if I, if I can loan you this bus for some guy needs a, a kidney transplant, I guess, friend of theirs, and I'm glad to loan him the bus and, and glad to have the opportunity to be able to loan him the bus. And what he sent me after that phone conversation, and Bruce, me and Bruce were never really, uh, you know, kind of, we didn't talk to each other this way. We were brothers and, and didn't, didn't talk to each other this way, but now we do. And he sent me this. He said, if you can lay down at night knowing in your heart that you made someone's day just a little bit better, then you had a good day. And that's true. That's true. And uh, now I know I'm running out of time, and I, I really like doing these talks. And that, that Tim that was here, West Stone, I... I listened to him the other day, and he was talking about hope. And, you know, the younger people that we have in this congregation, they need to realize that there is hope. There is hope for the future. And uh, you don't want to ever say there isn't, because there is hope. So you want to kind of, kind of, you know, pray for hope, and it'll come. It's, it's there. So... The other thing I want to remind you kids is uh, uh, you don't wait for the storm to pass. You learn to dance in the rain. You know, think about that a little bit. Uh, I had, I had a quite a storm <laughs> and uh, I'm dancing in a monsoon and I'm doing just <laughs> fine you know so uh, like I say there's there's a whole lot of things and, and uh, now I work at Lowe's in Boise I drive there three days a week and uh, Mondays Thursdays and Saturdays and what I do at Lowe's is a little more than just work at Lowe's. I don't work at Lowe's. I, I help people. I help people with their problems every day. 
Sometimes I don't sell them anything, but I talk to them. I'm able to talk to them. I don't know why I'm able to talk to them. It just, I don't know why. I think somebody, somebody said. I did a talk at uh, the Anne Frank Memorial in Boise. Uh, I don't know when that was. Uh, no, September, October, sometime like that last year. And a, a woman came up to me and uh, I, I was fresh out of the hospital. I haven't been in this chair very long. And a nice gal come up to me and she says, God put you on this path. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go out and you're supposed to tell people. And I think she's right. <laughs> and I, uh, I really enjoy trying to help people and tell my story. And uh, hopefully they won't uh, give up. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. Life is good and you can make it better. It's up to you. And there's help for everybody. You know, I work a website for React 19. Uh, there's another website, Rare, Real, Real Not Rare, website about people that have been vaccine injured. Some people are suicidal. Uh, you know, there's, when you're down, and I've been down, you know, and I've been lifted up. Uh, when I was in the ICU, the devil visited me <laughs> a lot. It was a scary place. And uh, I think God was there to keep him away. I would see, I don't know, you know, the guy that carries the sickle, the sigh. The angel of death, is, is that what they call him? What do they call him? You know, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, anyhow, he would, uh, he was in the corner of my room all the time when I was in there. When I wake up, he's standing there. And I can remember him coming just so close to me. And screaming at me. All you have to do is touch me and it'll be over. I was in no physical pain. I was being tormented, I guess. No physical pain. But he was like right just so close. Screaming at me. And I'm screaming back at him. I don't want to touch you. I mean, I'm screaming. And uh, it took a long time for the for him to be finally gone. And every once in a while, once in a great while anymore, I, I look into a corner of a room and I don't see him. And I'm thankful for that. You know, that was extremely, that was probably the worst part of my whole situation going through that. But... Anyhow, I am, I am fine. I'm, I'm back. I was paralyzed from the neck down at one time. My arms were just bones when I come out of ICU, and now I'm strong, and I can lift myself up and 
try to help people, I drive, I um, uh, can do just about everything. I used to not be able to get dressed, I can get dressed on my own and everything, and trying to make everything easier for my wife and, and uh, I'm good and I thank God for, for that. And uh, that's about all I got to say. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. I don't know any better celebration of the power of the Holy Spirit working in a life. Amen. Um, so, Doug, we just thank you for sharing with us. And um, I believe that God's Spirit is alive and active. I believe that God's Spirit wants to meet us and to, and to come to us and make the difference for us. And so thank you for being an example of, of one in whom God's Spirit has worked. Um, and thanks for being a part of us, just a part of our church family. Um, so today, um, as, we, as we look to God's Word, um, I want to turn to the book of John, chapter 14. Um, as we take a look at the, the gospel text for for uh, this Sunday, for this Pentecost Sunday. Um, and I'm going to read from John chapter 14, uh, starting in verse 15. I'll read down through 21 and then skip a few verses ahead to verse 25 and finish at verse 27. Would, out of reverence for the reading of God's word, I'm going to ask that you please stand uh, as I read this morning. A reading from the, from the gospel of John chapter 14. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father, and he will send another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the Spirit of truth, whom the world can't receive, because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. You know him, because he lives with you and will be with you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you will live too. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. And skipping down to verse 25, it says, I have spoken these things to you while I am with you. The companion, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything I told you peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I give to you not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Please be seated. This chapter in John, John 14, is about trouble. This chapter, the disciples are troubled. Um, and, it, and I know some of you do this. If you read, if you read back, if you read forward, you, you understand why. Because John 13 had been a really tough moment. <laughs> John 13, uh, Jesus has said, "Guys, I, I have to go away. I'm leaving. I'm on my way out." And they didn't understand. They didn't understand, but they were fearful. They were afraid. And, and John chapter 14 is, is Jesus, Jesus talking. And this is Jesus' method of comfort. I'm going to send, God is going to send the Holy Spirit. And the title he gives is, is the companion in this translation. Other translations have called him the advocate. Others the counselor, the parakletos in Greek. 
And the Holy Spirit came with objectives. At the end, it said that, that the Holy Spirit would come and would teach you everything and remind you of everything that I have said, all the things that Jesus had said. You know, it shouldn't be this way, but there's times where I'm, I'm sometimes surprised by God's faithfulness. That in the moments of brokenness, that in the moments of where, where all hope seems lost, where everything's falling apart, God's Spirit shows up and is our care and is our comfort and is the difference in our lives. And sometimes I'm still surprised. Sometimes I'm still amazed by God. Does that ever happen to you? You go through a troubled time, you're stressed, but God shows up and sustains us and is faithful to, to us. And my mind is like, there's God again. There's God again. It happened to me even this past week. Um, some of you know little bits and pieces of, of my story just this past little bit. Um, nothing, nothing like what Doug described as far as the length of time. But last week you guys... Um, had prayed for my had prayed for my stepdad in service two weeks ago um, on Tuesday. I had left for Nampa. I had meetings in in Nampa and was headed there um, for uh, some meetings. Following followed by an event. Um, the event originally had planned to be over Sunday, and so I had gotten somebody to to speak to speak last Sunday morning when Tim was here. Um, while I was in Nampa, I had heard that my stepdad was in the hospital in Boise, and being close, I, I found a break in my schedule, went over and visited him and thought he would return home and everything would be fine. By Saturday, I heard he was back in the hospital again um, in Ontario. And so I was actually <laughs> scheduled to, to preach that Saturday night, so I did that. And then right afterwards, I kind of packed up my stuff and, and headed to see my stepdad because I felt like I could because we have an amazing staff and, and things were covered on, on Sunday. He stayed overnight in the hospital and could only be discharged if there was a family member with him. Well, I was the only option, and so... I took him home um, without getting too deep into the details of his situation. I ended up staying with him over the course of the week and finally was able to come home just a couple of days ago on Friday. Um, and he's still uh, in, in what probably is the last stages of, of his life, barring a miracle of, of God's design. But in that moment, and through those days, I was so thankful for the Holy Spirit to sustain me and to guide me, to teach me what I needed to be taught, to remind me of the things that Jesus has said. We've all had those moments. We've all been through those seasons where it felt like it was too much. The pain is too great. The time is so heavy. And, and, and even as I returned home just a couple of days ago, I still feel it. The, I was talking to Debbie earlier today, just the, a deep weariness, an emotional weariness. I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot of things over the course of the week. I did a whole lot of sitting around and some meal prep. 
But the Holy Spirit was so real to me in those moments. And then I came to this text. <laughs> the first verse of the first verse of the chapter, chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Don't be troubled. In that context and in that setting, Jesus had just told his disciples, I have to go away. The one who had been leading them, the one who had been been teaching them, the one who was their hope for all the things that Messiah was supposed to do. And Jesus says, I, I need to go away. But in verse 15, he says, I'll ask the Father, and the Father will send another companion. Jesus had been the first companion for them. And the Spirit now becomes the other. And my thought in that moment as I read that verse was, do you know what's needed most in these moments is presence. Someone to be there. That's what I was doing with my stepdad. I could, I could offer no help. <laughs> I was no help to him. But I was there. But I was there. And that's what the Holy Spirit is able to be for us in those moments, is that presence that's beside us, the presence that, that holds us. And that's what the Spirit was for me this week. And Doug would testify in, those, in that hospital room, the, the presence of the Spirit was there. Verse 18 says, uh, I won't leave you as orphans. There's no way I, I'm going to let you go. You, you won't be alone. You won't be facing those times without care. And I think we've all felt that way. Seeing no light at the end of the tunnel, feeling no hope, feeling like all is lost. And Jesus says, I won't leave you as orphans. I will come you. That is what Pentecost Sunday is. That's why we celebrate. For God said, I'm not going to leave you alone. But I will come to you. And that at that moment when we receive Jesus Christ, when we say, I want to follow Jesus in my life, the very presence of the Holy Spirit of God comes to us in that moment. And from that moment, we are not alone the Spirit lives in us. Pentecost is that coming. Pentecost is the revelation of the presence of God saving us from becoming orphans. Praise the Lord. It's on, it's on Pentecost that the Holy Spirit comes, comes to teach us everything, comes to remind us of all the things that Jesus has told us. Jesus ends by bestowing on us his peace, the very peace of God because of Pentecost, because of the Spirit's presence in our Christ. We can step into this verse and claim it. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives. For don't be troubled and afraid. I believe with all my heart that as followers of the way, as followers of Jesus Christ, these words are true. We are not alone. I felt that this week.
It's been critical for me this week as I've walked through these days. So, Doug, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your story today. Uh, and thanks for listening a little bit to my story. Uh, stories that, that without the Spirit of Christ present in our lives could have been so much more difficult. Could have been so much more debilitating. And I know, I know that in, our, in the service today and in this room today, there are people facing similar struggles. Similar struggles. Struggles that need the Spirit of Christ to walk with us. Um, I'm going to invite the praise team to come as we close out today. Um, thank you for praying for me over the course of this past week. Um, I know Doug would say thanks for praying for him over the, the months that he was on the prayer list. Um, the power of prayer is truly an awesome thing. Amen. So this Pentecost Sunday, we, we celebrate the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives. Our, his presence that is there yesterday, is here today, and will be there tomorrow for our entire lives. That is the promise that we celebrate on Pentecost Sunday. Amen? Amen. Let us, pr let us pray, and then we'll sing as we close today. God, thank you for the chance today to hear the testimony of your people, the testimony of, of your faithfulness in our lives. And the fact that, that on this day, uh, we get to celebrate the difference that the coming of the Holy Spirit has made in our world and in our lives. We pray today that you would speak to us through that Holy Spirit, that you would allow that Spirit to move in, to take up residence in our lives, and to begin to shape and form us and teach us in all the ways that you wish to speak to us. We're so grateful for your faithfulness in our lives and the way that you make such a difference for us. Be with us as we walk this week. May your spirit be truly and plainly evident for us in each of our days. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. What's the evidence of the spirit being all around? For me, it's you. For me, it's you. You're all around. And I see in each of those that follow Jesus Christ this evidence of the Spirit's presence. And I'm thankful for you. Thank you for being the evidence of the Spirit in my life. We all face these moments, these moments of darkness and despair, moments where we feel desperate and alone. Um, and, and honestly, there's, there's, there's things that people need to gather around them for support, even more than the Spirit of Christ sometimes, doctors and professionals, medications sometimes, but for the follower of Christ, we have the Spirit of Christ which supports us and holds us up and lifts us and makes a difference in our lives. Amen? And I'm so grateful for that. I'm going to invite you to stand as, as we close to receive the benediction, those who are willing and able. And in our, in our place of worship, we just hold out our hands as, as this physical reminder that we receive this benediction before we head out into the world, before we go out to testify of the Spirit's presence in our lives, to share that good news. For the disciples, they got to speak in all sorts of different languages. We just use our own. 
But we get that same opportunity to share about what God has done. Receive this benediction today. Lord, today we worship you for your constant presence in our lives. Thank you for sending the promised Holy Spirit to walk alongside of us, to guide us, to comfort us, to be our companion and our advocate. Amen. Amen. Go in the love of Christ. Thanks for joining us today on the Mountain Home Church of the Nazarene podcast. Don't forget to visit us at mhnazarene.org connect if you'd like to connect with us and have a great week.